Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two. We're still here with William and Jordan. Hey. Hello. <laughs> William, I, when you, before you arrived, I yes. said to Jordan, I, um, I've met your friend before. Do I call him Will or William? And Jordan went, call him Will. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't mind if you call Sir. me Will. You know, yeah, no, what about Willie? That does not fly. You'll only call me that once. <laughs> <laughs> Willie. You then, love Willie, though. Big, <laughs> big Willie. <laughs> No, he loves... I call you Willie sometimes. <laughs> yes, well, you, we have a close special relationship. <laughs> okay, listen, before uh, our little... This is part two. Um, William, you said mm. an interesting fact about teacups. So, yes. so we need the answer to this. Well, one, one of my... The banes of my life is when people... Use, whether they're in films, TV, on stage, or in real life, are sitting there drinking their tea with their little finger extended because they think it's posh. Now, we all know it's not, but actually, although it does have its origins in the aristocracy of France, um, but it was not what people think it is. So, in effect, in um, the court of Louis XIV, where sort of the word etiquette itself sort of was invented uh, or created, uh, tea was just come in from China. It was very expensive, and thus only the aristocracy were drinking it because they could, they could afford it. And it was drunk at the end of a meal. Now, as you know from your basic French history, the French at the time yep. were quite promiscuous. Uh, and, you know, husbands and wives or whatever, they would be a lot of bed sharing. Swingers. And, <laughs> and it was <laughs> thus, because of that, there was uh, quite a lot of sexually transmitted disease that was going around, in particular syphilis. And mm. uh, it was not considered polite in the court of Louis XIV to sleep with someone without telling them in advance that you had syphilis. So a silent etiquette was created that when you were flirting with them across the Hall of Mirrors or wherever, you would drink your tea and extend your little finger as a subtle non-verbal communication that, FYI, I have syphilis. And then, of course, if you extended your little finger back wow. at me, great, because you can't get it twice. And, uh, and that, was, that was that. So people think they're doing it to be posh, but you're doing it, That's you're amazing. basically saying you've got the clap. Yeah. I didn't know that. You're absolutely rich. That's not also the clap. The clap is, I think, is the clap chlamydia or is that syphilis? Well, is that this, your daughter? I've had yeah. this. <laughs> That's, yeah, yeah. I've had this That's... conversation before because I think old school clap means gonorrhea. Like, I think when, like, my parents' age, but like when I was at uni, you had the clap and chlamydia. Do you remember doing clap, loads clap, of chlamydia but... tests and getting like free yeah. boxers and socks? Doing and stuff chlamydia in tests? Night... Yeah, in nightclubs. Yeah. You'd get oh, a free, right. like, you'd go into a nightclub at uni and if you did a chlamydia test, because it was rife. <laughs> and it wasn't my uni. The original you get like a free pair of boxes, some sunglasses, a free WKD. It was class. Uh, I, remember right. I, went, I went and had a I went and had an STD check when I was sixteen years old because uh, my girlfriend at the time said I'm not going to sleep with you unless you have an STD check. Wise. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very. very She's seen Maiden jealousy. Yeah. <laughs> when I was sixteen, she said that and I was like, okay, fine. And I walked in there and I was, you know, nervous and you sort of sit there and you sit in the room. It's sixteen, so this is what. 16 years ago and there was like this jack the lad cocky guy oh i'm making this noise oh, this, that, all of me oh and <laughs> making all that and he went in before me and he went into the loo to do and what they used to do is they swab up your urethra yeah oh they would that's how they do it so they swab up in it really sore with like a little thing that looks like it looks like a little thing you blow bubbles out of you know but like a, oh, that's horrible. a mini version that of what that they do? yeah anyway he then came out of uh, the room and he was sheet, sheet, sheet white and I went into the room and there was just blood all in and I thought yes you idiot yeah yeah but now it's all changed now you just have to 
pee or something. That's yeah. Yeah. Well, that, that teacup thing is very interesting. That teacup yeah. thing is so very basically the, the sort of the staff or the, of, of Louis XIV and his court would see the sort of the, the Aristos doing that and thus they thought, oh, well, it must be really posh to stick the uh, finger out because um, they didn't know what the, the etiquette was because at the time etiquette, particularly in Louis XIV and XVth time, was incredibly exclusive and it was quite snobby. And so they, they just didn't know. The other school of thought on the little finger thing is that the particular strain of syphilis that was around then was so severe that it made you, it sort of, you couldn't sort of use your fingers normally. So thus your fingers <laughs> naturally really? stuck out. So is, that either how, way, um, is that how King Henry VIII uh, died? Yiddy Armin as well, syphilis. syphilis. Yes, so gout, possibly. Eh? And, I mean, I think Henry VIII had a lot of problems. <laughs> just talking of gout. This guy. Oh, have you got gout? Have you got gout? Yeah, he does. He has gout. I used to do. I used to do a, a routine about the fact that my dad has gout. He has gout. And uh, has and, gout. and I went to the doctor once, and the doctor said it's quite likely you'll get gout because your dad has gout. And I was like eighteen at the time. Tom has gout. So I used to do this routine about being the youngest person ever to have gout. Don't regret your routine. You it's, a good, it's a good it's one. Kind of, it's a good a, one to have. There's a fellow who used to go into my pub that had gout, and he tells the same story every time. I yeah, remember it went for it, but he was in agony with it. Yeah, it's if it's touched, awful. Yeah, if he touched it. Yeah. Mm. yeah. It's awful. But apparently, but, but you always said that apparently if you, you, you say, show me your toe, and you go, right, and they go, yeah, you got gout. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how you can see it from a toe that you have oh, gout. When, when my dad has a flare-up, it's terrible. The, the, oh, so it's ongoing? Yeah, he has to take tablets every day for it. Oh, gosh. But, um, but when he has a flare-up, it's bad. It's yeah. just the worst. What yeah. is he doing in the 1600s? I don't understand. Why yeah, well, the, but doesn't I it come so, from an excess of good I living? I used to say, I thought you had to fuck Henry VIII to get gout. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Sorry, I shouldn't have said that word. <laughs> I can imagine you having gout. Gout? I don't, I don't drink enough very red good. wine. If you had gout, it'd be very fitting with you. Yes. Yeah, that would yeah. be a disease I would I feel much. like, William, you would be proud if you had gout. Well, do you know what? There's an ep- <laughs> Are you familiar with the programme Keeping Up Appearances? I, I've Mrs. heard Bouquet. of it. I, yeah. Yeah, There's a whole episode where, yes, yeah. where Richard, her husband, gets athlete's foot, but she can't cope with telling people he's got athlete's foot. So it becomes gout, because that's more socially acceptable, because it's a Duke's disease. Yeah, well, you catch, so it, you catch it from like an um, excess of good living. drinking too much red wine and red yeah. meat. and So yeah. it's like associated with wealth. and Yes, um, the, yeah. it's much more acceptable. The problem with the syphilis thing, right? Is if if I was across the table? How do you tell people you have syphilis? <laughs> I don't. Know. <laughs> so I'll up. <laughs> but uh, but I, I yeah, there's my, an article. I just the yeah, I just take my pocket out. And just leave it there. <laughs> so, but I if I if I was at a dinner party and someone across the table from me I was quite hot and then they raised their little finger as I got more drunk I'd be like oh, fuck it whatever I mean I would just I mean I, it was back in the day. Well that's why I said like so forty right. or whatever you mm. die at forty or something like that. Yeah. Do you? Well, they didn't care. Is syphilis still a thing now? I believe so. Yeah. Do you not remember that advert? Maybe we'll do it for a bonus episode. Do you not remember that advert that we used to watch when we were younger? And it used to go, gonorrhea, yeah. <laughs> syphilis. Yeah. And they used to do it on, like people's boxes. Like, yeah. It used to be like boxes lying on the ground and on it would be like, gonorrhea. Do you not remember this? I don't, I, that was maybe before my time. Adverts were so weird back in the day. I remember this other advert that was so upsetting. It was like a, this cartoon child yeah. that was like bouncing around like the walls and being thrown and being hit and to go boom, bash, bing, bosh. And it was a cartoon. And then he was thrown down the stairs, this cartoon child, and it went oh, and, it and the camera yeah, panned back. The and, it was, and it was a real child. And it went, real children don't bounce what? back. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> oh, that, 
Do you remember oh, that? that was bloody awful. Do you remember <laughs> the, 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 I was talking about this the other day. There was an advert before God, film, before films, yeah, where there was somebody, um, a, a lady sat at a, a computer tapping mm. away. She's downloading something. She's tapping away at the computer, and then somebody comes up behind her and shoots her, and <laughs> oh the and the, the computer screen's covered in blood. And then it says something like, "Piracy is a crime." <laughs> Do you remember that advert? <laughs> Do you remember that? Lying. I remember lying. the piracy is a crime. But piracy not that is one. a crime, and she gets brutal shot in the back effort. of the head, and there's blood all over the computer screen. You're brutal. And lying. That, used, that used to play before like every movie. You're lying. What was yeah. your favourite Family Company advert? Because you had some good ones. Uh, family. What? What? What, what, what a question is that? Family, family Company. company. As, in, as in, like a McVitie's yeah, one. Yeah. Oh, the McVitie's oh. ones. Um, you had some good ones. Yeah, didn't they were yeah. always getting there. They're iconic. Do you remember the Jaffa cake one? Which one was it? Which one was it? Where you buy half, half, half moon, moon totally, totally clips. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, McVitie's. Isn't that Sesame Street? No, no, that was uh, Jaffa cake. But you know now the McVitie's biscuit tins, as in the sort of metal biscuit tins, yeah. they're such collector's yeah. items that you you can collect them. Really? <laughs> yeah, I don't take on bargain. Do they not sell them anymore? The rare. No, they don't sell them much anymore. Okay, can I, then here's another question. Well, if you could be born yeah. any century, any decade, Ooh. And you had to live it, and it, you can't. You had to live in terms of the 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 healthcare, mm. healthcare. But you you know, it's in terms of infections or whatever it was. What what century or decade would you live in? The eighties when Thatcher was in power. <laughs> I was just thinking. <laughs> was you actually? <laughs> <laughs> was actually. Look, how, look yeah. how happy that made him. As well. <laughs> um, yes, I'd like to have been a, like an adult, adult in the eighties and nineties because they seem sort of looking back now. They seem oh, nothing really went. I mean, things did go wrong. That's but, so true. Um, you didn't go to the gym like us. You'd go for a pint, two pints yeah. in your lunch break. Yeah. Now you'd yeah. be like, oh God, no, I've yeah. not been to the gym. I've not had my protein shake. But if you want a slightly more historic, uh, it's probably the Georgian era, George the the <clears throat> third. So late well, yeah, you give us that one. Uh, it's like 2002. Late, se- late 1700s. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. You, but you would die at like, you'd die youngish and you wouldn't. You'd yes, well, William wouldn't. He'd be no, in a nice. Yeah, he'd be in a nice. No, I'd be fine. Like, yeah. I, I wouldn't have syphilis. But, wh- but why that Why that era? Why was it so great? I like the fashion. Uh, it wasn't, it was sort of dressy, but not too dressy. Mm. Um, Smart cash. Yeah. Uh, and, and the architecture was nice. Uh, and new architecture was nice. I mean, we now think it's really old, Jordan architecture. But at the time, that was the new building. That was the Shard equivalent. Regent Street was, you know, that's when Regent Street. Do you was come from a family of like? Can you trace your family back to that? No, well, no, not really. I don't think so. There's, there's nothing to write. So you don't come about. from like an old, old no. kind of landed. Not that I know. I have. You be good at this. My you have your family. Great aunt has done the tracing thing. Yeah, I've never taken an interest. Uh, His no. family's quite well connected. They get a. Letter from the prime, a Christmas card from the prime minister every year and stuff. Well, only yeah. certain prime ministers, but. Are you yeah. so, how come it's Thatcher, that Thatcher. 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 <laughs> There's a photograph, bizarrely, of my. It's a black and white photograph of my father kissing Margaret Thatcher on the cheek, giving her a card really? saying, We love Maggie. <laughs> I, I tell you what I did for uh, my parents mm. for this Christmas, which is actually a really cool gift. And shout out to these guys. It's called. Um, did you buy them a mattress? <laughs> yeah, that's what. It, yeah, from IKEA. Um, but I, I, um, it's basically so we we don't know about our parents that much, and we we kind of I so I haven't really sat that much with my dad or my mum or whoever it is and asked them questions about their life. You kind of had over a dinner party, whatever it is, but you haven't that much. Mm. So we got them. Um, I got them uh, a a thing, a present, which every single week they set this company send them a question, 
mm. whether about their life, their mother, whatever it is, and they write ever how much they want to write and they send it back to them and they do it for 52 weeks over a year and then they create a book for you. And so you, you can then give it to your, the, your oh, wow. kids and so you, you know about your parents' oh, lives. That's quite sweet. Isn't that really that's cool? That's sweet. Yeah, because I feel like we don't ask that many questions. And what and there was so a, what you gave your dad for Christmas was a job. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I thought it was quite an nice. assignment. We no, it's, that is very sweet. That we don't have sweet. these things, and I'm sure you know. You know, I wish I'd asked more questions about my grandparents. I know, I know nothing about my grandfather. Mm. He lived in the Turks and Caicos, and apparently he was a spy. And my dad had to carry a gun on a flight once to the Turks and Caicos. Why did that happen? Oh my god! Yeah, well, you probably will never find out about that because he was a spy. So you probably yeah, tell yeah but, but you would want to know this stuff, and we don't yeah. know about these things, which really upset me. So I find it interesting when how you don't care or we don't. No, do I do. Care. I do care, but I, uh, I don't think there's anything fascinating to find out. Do you want, I think with your family there would be. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think probably, it would be. I'd probably end up going on. Uh, not wish you were here. What was it called? Who does Jordan North think he is? No, who do you think you are? Yes. Wish, yeah. yeah, probably end up going one. on and having to pay a fine from like two hundred years ago or something. <laughs> <laughs> some rogue family members. But I think it, I think it would be. Also, the other thing that I heard when you can answer this is that uh, okay, with a waistcoat, right? Yeah. Here we go. This is you're gonna. Here we go. Here, here we, we go. go. Here we go. With a waistcoat. Is this Edward the Seventh? Yeah, you're not meant to. Are yeah. you meant to leave your bottom button but, undone? Yeah. He told me that. Yeah. And I went to a wedding. And went just went round undoing everyone's bottom buttons on the waist. Why, why is that? Why, why is that? I've been sweating. He was, he was too. He was too fat. So, so now, yeah. if you ever have a waistcoat on, and I watch telly, and I'm like, he's got his bottom button. Have you? You have your bottom button on the waist, and it sits better as well. Right? Yeah. Well, well, I think so that cuts. about like I, I think that about suit jackets. You yeah. don't do up both buttons, just, just the top cut. one. Yeah. Mm. But not yeah. waistcoats. Yeah, waistcoat. If it's it depends on how it's cut, and more modern waistcoats which, which now. Which STD does that tell people? You no, have? there's no STD, but it's a monarch. It was Edward the Seventh. He was so fat, basically, that uh, he couldn't do up his, and so his courtiers thought, well, to be polite, so we don't sort of rub it in his face, that we can do up ours, we will undo ours, so the king feels more at home, and thus it sort of a lot of etiquette, particularly at the time, it would trickle down and sort of became. Interesting, it? Back in the day, it'd be like, you know, you know, when you wake up in the morning, right, and it's like a nightmare to get changed. You're like, oh, I, just I don't really know what to wear. Mm. Back in the day, it's a freaking nightmare. We'd well, you... have a valet. Sorry, you'd yeah. have a valet. What is the, what is the valet? Like a do? like a, a butler for clothes. They dress you. I've never seen Downton Abbey. A dresser. Yeah, but I thought women got dressed, men dressed themselves. No. That's no. why the buttons are the other way around on women's shirts, because mm. they were dressed by yeah. their maid. Oh, Interesting. Hello. Interesting. Hello. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, that's, you'd have a valet. To dress yeah, I mean, the man would physically put on the clothes, but things like, particularly for evening dress, uh, for the sort of the detachable collar, the winged collar, etc., you'd have your valets to do your studs and things. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. 
Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. So when did, when did all of this change then? Because how did things slowly change throughout history? When does that start to happen? Jordan, Tony Blair. T- t- tell us. Tell us. <laughs> hey, Jordan, tell us. When did this all change? 1997 when the Labour government came in. Tony That's when Blair. things started getting better yeah. for us. Oasis in the 90s. I'm not political. <laughs> yeah, Oasis in the 90s. Things yeah. can only get better. I feel like Oasis. Yes, I know that. Oasis yeah. was that's the one. That's not Oasis, by the way. No, no that's Dream. That's the song that. I feel like. Who was uh, that you were singing? Here? So it's the song that the Labour used to play. Brian Cox. Oh, yeah, the they 90s. did. Was it they they really? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, anyway, no. sorry, go on. Oasis were the ones who made wearing like an anorak a, a, a cool, cool, cool thing to wear. But no. I, I okay. Would you, 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 would so. you ever wear? You wouldn't wear an anorak. No, a, ba- a barber, barber, or a just a raincoat. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, just a raincoat. Cagoule. Like okay, you also on your because what I find you do your radio show every single week, every single day. Yeah. Monday to Thursday. Monday to Thursday. Okay. <laughs> Monday to Thursday. Two hours, fifteen minutes a day. You are. <laughs> I know. I come in. I'm going. Rushed so, off his face. I come in. I'm going. So stressed this week. Work's really piling up on me. He's like, you do two hours a day. It's more but than. But it that. is. But listen, people don't realise the same with podcasting. You guys know this about podcasting, and Tom, you do. It, it's Tom, tricky yeah. because you have to make things conversational. You have to um, keep it ticking over and make it sort of unique and different and authentic and all those different things. And I, I, I did a bonus episode yesterday talking about podcasting. Interview techniques. What do you think makes a good interviewer? I think it's the basics. It's like doing your prep and kind of researching them before they come into the studio. It's don't just read your questions. Ask a question. Listen to what they're saying. Because a lot of people, and I tend to do this, you're like, right, we've only got 10 minutes with them. Um, mm. And just make them feel relaxed. Mm. Make them feel relaxed. Like Howard Stern's great for it in America. So when yeah, he's, he's great, he's great. What they kind of sit like this on a sofa, and he doesn't even give them headphones or a microphone. It's like a tiny little microphone that comes up, or I think they put on. It's a tiny little microphone, so they forget they're on the radio. You sat down in a chair, and then before you know it, he's getting all sorts out of these yeah. guys that never. His interviews so are just, incredible, aren't yeah, they? Yeah, it's just making them feel relaxed. Yeah. I think. Because they're all tense. They're being asked the same bloody questions all the time. Yeah, and that's why I like podcasting, and maybe you guys feel the same, is that podcasting is like that in-depth medium that mm. you don't get anywhere else. It's like a, listening to a conversation, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's totally like listening to a conversation. And I feel, for some reason, with audio, people do open up about stuff. Mm. And mm. I don't know why that happens. It's because radio and podcasts are so personal. So when you want to do radio, like when I was 15, 16, the number one rule is... and still now is you only ever speak to one person so radio one goes across to millions of people and you go hey mate and you do you're like no use the word and i know it sounds corny you go how are you what do you think why don't you get in touch and it's that important word you uh, and yeah. people know there's millions of people listening but it's more personable than tv because you speak to one person you feel like in a lot of people are working from home at the moment loads of listeners text in and say oh, i feel like you're our mate in the corner of the kitchen that kind of thing so that's why it'll always People are saying it's dying, and they've said that about radio for years. With the, um, what's it called? The 
What is it called? Um, the iPod. No, the, yeah, oh, the iPod. The iPod? Yeah, the iPod. Yeah, when iPods came in, they yeah, went, oh, this is going to be the future. radio and mm. stuff, and then they said Spotify. Well, but Spotify and Apple Music's great. Listen to your music for an hour, an hour and a half, and then you get bored, put the radio on. There's your mate in the corner having a laugh. Do you think stuff. someone sits there in the world and they go, or in the country and they go, Sean is talking to me? Yeah, did you actually think they do? I can vouch for you. There are people. No, people come up to me because when people come up to me, they're like, "Oh yeah, and how's your mum? How's your dad's ingrowing toenail?" You're like, "Oh, I forgot to mention that on the radio." Because we're mates, we're mates, so you yeah. speak to them, and, the, and it's so do you get lovely. N- do you get nervous on the radio? Yeah, because uh, it's different. Like we're doing a, if obviously hungover. doing a podcast yeah. now, but it's not. We're not doing it live, so like we could cut mm. anything out. But when it's live, do you get nervous? Yeah, I do. Yeah, I still get nervous before certain shows. I'm more nervous if. I don't think we've got enough for the show. Yeah. If I'm like, we've not got anything after half three till four today. So that's when I get nervous. And then at the time of recording, yesterday was our first day back on air after two weeks off. And I was a bit nervous then. Yeah. Because yeah, you've, you, you, you've done radio there, right? Yes, but not as as the guest, not not as the, sort of the holding. You, the you, whole thing you should host. I mean, it's it's so easy to say. I love it when people say, you should host something. I would love to. <laughs> I'd love to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'd love to. Exactly. Sadly, you know. Again, it's inverted snobbery. If you sound like this, people don't want you. So uh, well, you, you that's hosted, why you our podcast a, a, is so good. a news channel for a while, didn't you? <laughs> I did, I did. Yeah. I was the lead anchor yeah. on HMGN News. It had more viewers than GB News, though. <laughs> yeah. It had better production values. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we... What was I going to say then? You get Jordan gets very nervous when we do our live shows. Yes. Why? Oh, I, so people think but you're so great. I like what. Oh, I like, yes, but no. you see, like with the podcast or even the radio studio, you can't see how many mm. people are listening. I am terrible. Whereas when you're standing on stage, yeah, they're there in front of an audience. I'm not. I get terrible nervous. You can really? smell some of them. People say, "Oh, you you <laughs> you speak you speak to millions of people a day," and I'm like, "Put me on stage when we're doing our podcast, or and I am like." Can you, um, when you're doing the radio, can you see how many people are listening? No. Or, or do you know how they do radio figures? People think this is mad, but do you it's know mad, they, it's mad, yeah. So it's, the bar or something, what is it's it? Called, it's called Rajar. And Rajar. basically they've used the same system since like the 60s, 70s. Yeah. And basically they knock on people's door with a diary and ask them to fill it in. A no pa- ways. A paper diary. It's a load of <laughs> shite. That's honestly. how they do the, the viewers. That's thing. how they do radio figures. And... TV's a bit more accurate because they put a box into people's telly and then they do a survey. But raid, like I used to be on local radio, one we and you get them every three months. You don't get them every day. You don't get them every week. You get them every three months, and they knock on people's door. Nobody fills the diary in properly anyway. Mm. So th- this is why. Um, and then in local radio, I'd be up, and then they'd go and do the survey in Lancashire, another area where it was a bit more middle class and there's older people, and then we'd be down the next the next quarter <laughs> and it's like this up and down and they yeah. live by them and it's a load of like people in I mean I won't be saying that if I get good figures yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. people in the speak to anyone in the radio industry I tell people they go no they literally a bloke knocks on your door and he's like can you fill this in and people are just radio's just there but it's the same with you know t- TV is the same there's like a 10,000 boxes across mm. the, uh, the UK mm. and every time X Factors are on the family go and press the button that says X Factor that's how they do it it's like so archaic it's like mm. a stupid like but is to- it a big uh, like in Radio 1 is do, is it a big thing when the figures come in do yeah they, god yeah and, and do you worry about that you live that and, and die about it especially yeah. in commercial really yeah oh, you live and die about so it. even though it's done it's not oh, yours down or up Jordan we haven't had ours yet uh oh Oh god! But they're coming. Oh, You've been on for three months. Yeah, they'll be they'll be coming in a few. Well, don't. Oh no! But <laughs> oh god, it's coming. But oh, honestly, god. like, and 
yeah, they just okay. Big, big question before because I, I want two questions. Here. So, John, if you, anyone wants to get into radio, mm-hmm. uh, and lots of people listening to this go like, oh, I really want to get into radio. How would you? What would you suggest getting in there? It's it's the best job in the world when it's going right. Honestly, it's the, if you've had a good show, it's the best buzz ever. You've just been on air, you've been playing loads of tunes. You've, it's like there's no better feeling, but it's very hard. Years ago, it'd be like hospital radio. You'd start there. But now I'd say community radio. So there's a lot of community radio stations. Mm. And just make all your mistakes. Enjoy it. I did student radio at uni, pretending to be Chris Miles and Scott Mills and Joe Wiley, trying to be all like them. And then you just, you find your, you hone your craft, mm. if so you, you will. You think, and also you have to, what I, 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 they asked me to go and do a bit. And they said, do you want to come do You covered radio? for me once. I covered you? for you once. And they went, ah, oh, you know how to use the desk. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, ha, da, da, da. You have to, it's like you're, Honestly, it's playing a PlayStation while talking to people. It's like, yeah. Yeah, it's really hard. It, the best way they say to pilot is pilots get air miles. And that's the best thing mm. I say to people that want to be protected. Just get in a studio, even if it's hospital radio or community radio, just get in a studio and do as much time as and possible. And then just try and do it that way. Okay, that's a great... Or you build a radio studio in a barn. <laughs> uh, I was going to suggest that. that. <laughs> yeah. 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 Okay, or, yeah, go ahead, John. Go no, ahead. no, no, go on, go on. No, 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 what are you going to say? Or what? I was going to say, or if you shared bunk beds with your brother, like I did till <laughs> I was 21, and can't afford to build a barn. <laughs> or a studio in a barn. Don't but, try and relate me. yourself back. <laughs> I'm still me, if you're listening in Burnley. Still the same old me. <laughs> still me. Just with a slight waft of lavender. <laughs> and William, okay, for you, for anyone yeah. who... Um, wants to be an etiquette coach. Yeah, no, etiquette coach, but like, why, if you had to give the one top tip, Yes. That you would go, okay, right, this is a a who's who for being okay. proper, being etiquette, is that right? I mean, being, polite. being polite. Yeah. <laughs> don't know what I'm saying here. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, you know what I mean? What what, yeah. what tip would you say? Uh, well, just say please, thank you, and sorry as many times as you possibly can, and just be a nice person, and just mm. think what, what would I like if... I was that person. Tell them how you got into etiquette because it's yeah. quite interesting. Yes. Oh, well, well, well obviously I was quite, a, this will come as a great shock to the both of you, but I was quite a precocious child. Mm-hmm. And Granny, <laughs> my, my grandmother, granny. <laughs> granny was very like Maggie Smith's character in Downton Abbey. And <laughs> she gave me a book of etiquette for my 12th Christmas because she thought I'd quite like it. And eventually I started to read it. There were bits in it that actually I thought, oh, actually, this is very interesting. But it posed lots of questions. I wanted to know, well, why? I was at that age where you question everything. So I bought more books on etiquette. And, uh, and then when I was 16 or 17, one of the masters at school came up and said, oh, could you, we need someone to teach the younger years how to set a table uh, next Tuesday. Could you come and do it? I was like, pretty sure this isn't my job. Um, <laughs> I think this should be done by one of you. <laughs> um, but I did. And thank heavens they did ask me to do that because, you know, Cut a long story, medium length. Um, that's what started it. Got that's it's amazing. Amazing. I love that. And that's, I love that. It's, yeah, it's great. Nice. It's I do impressions of William's family. He's of half. And the only time he's ever said, draw a line in the sun is when I did an impression of his granny. Who's dead. You know, I just feel, you know, on the grounds of good taste. <laughs> did he get upset? Did he get upset? No, he was just like, okay, let's not do anything. <laughs> sounded a little bit like Darth Sidious from Star Wars. <laughs> I, could, I can imagine what you're doing. Ah, oh, do you, Dan? Oh, do you, granny? And he's like, no, whoa. He just said after the recording, he's like, maybe we don't. Because we've kind of got characters on the shows where I do impressions of his mum, his dad, his brother. He's made my mother sound like Jean Jean Gabor. Hello, darling. It's like, like and um, I'm doing impression of, there's a lot of gene. I once said jokingly that William's now fiance is uh, a, a brickie from Wakefield. And a lot of people genuinely think he's marrying someone that's a builder in Wakefield. And he always goes, all right, how are you? I did one impression of his... Um, 
grandmother, his na- granny. Granny. Yeah. <laughs> and he said, don't do any more of that. <laughs> oh, boys, listen, um, we're taking up too much of your time. By the way, go and check out your podcast, Help, I Sexed My Boss. Thank you. It is where we can get Apple, iSpotify, yeah, everywhere. It's, it's very silly, but we love doing it. It's not high art. It's not no. like highbrow, but it's <laughs> but, just you know. very silly, and we get great dilemmas. And if you're just up for a laugh, it's only short. It's only like 30, 40 minutes, so just listen to us. But the great thing about your podcast is that it's true. I think podcasts come a bit format and serious, and actually two mates are sitting there having a chat. That's what it's all about. Yeah, and we love doing it, don't we? Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it, it, it's, it never feels like a job. Well, it isn't really. It's and just... we're coming on to your one, aren't we? Yeah, you're going to come on to our little oh, special. We're doing like a podcast bonus. swap. Yeah. Look at that. Yes. So exciting. Okay, it's all right, team. Listen, um, guys, thank you so much for coming on. Jordan, we can also get you on the radio, Radio 1, every single week, two to six. Uh, good guess. <laughs> two till six. <laughs> two, two to four. Oh, he's exhausted. Four till six. Four till six. <laughs> no, keep going. Okay. Uh, it's 3.30 until quarter to six. There we go. Okay. It's technically 3.30 till six because we're still on air when Newsbeat's on. So. Yeah, but you're not broadcasting. No, I go for a fag, but... <laughs> 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 I'm still that boy from Burnley <laughs> Still me <laughs> Guys, thank you so much uh, Listen, what we like to do at the end of the podcast Is leave our listeners with something inspirational Oh, you go first Never eat yellow snow <laughs> Oh, don't That's a good one That's a great one William? Uh, write as many thank you letters as you possibly can <laughs> Oh, actually, a good one from my mum Yeah is, oh, this is quite, Always spend good money on your shoes or your bed Because you're either in one or two well, you didn't do that. No, I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.